Hey listeners, Renee here. Before we get started, I'd like to issue a content warning for this week's episode. This week I read a piece of fanfiction depicting an incestuous relationship between a brother and a sister. While the story features two consenting and enthusiastic adults from the Star Wars universe, I recognize that discussion of incest, consensual or not, is disturbing and can be triggering for some listeners. Please note that there will be discussion of the sex acts in the story, but I won't be reading a passage featuring any sexual encounters. I'll be discussing my story after Julia's finished reading her passage, so if you're interested in listening to the show but skipping my story, it's at about the 19-minute mark. Thanks again for continuing to listen and support the show. We couldn't do it without you. And now, Ravage Love. This is my sister. This is my brother. We are siblings and we care for each other. It's episode 15, season three of Ravage Love. Hi, Julie. Hello, Renee. How are you? You know, you know, we had some, some interesting things this week. So, <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? Well, Your birthday's this weekend. It is. Yeah, it's Gemini season. And it's for that reason that we are doing twins this week as our theme. So for folks who don't know, the symbol for Gemini's is twins because we are known for having dual personalities, being um, seeing both sides of every issue. So very... Um, indecisive usually because we flip-flop between both sides Uh, and so it just felt ideal for us to focus on twins this week but Mm -hmm. I I struggled I struggled (laughs) uh, because when you're looking up stories of twins in the romance slash erotica genre Mm -hmm. shit goes sideways real quick so there was a lot There was a lot of, I don't know if you found this, but I found, if nothing else, a lot of cliched, like, threesomes with two hot twins. Did you find a lot of those? I found that, but I found a lot of of shifter twins. Always the dudes. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the second one that I found that I was, I mean, I think, I don't know why I'm still surprised by this. I think we've learned (laughs) through our podcast journey that basically everything coincides with shifters if you try hard enough. Yeah, but um, yeah, you don't I even have to try that hard. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. It's like the only thing that came up was threesomes with hot twins. A lot of hot twins that were dudes, which I did. Yeah, I, that surprised me, which I did not hate. Mm-hmm. But I definitely was like, I'm not touching anything that involves fucking two siblings at the same time. So I yeah. actually found yeah. So you're gonna. <laughs> fill that space for us today I think (laughs) (laughs) but uh not I so um I think I'm just gonna launch right into it bud let's do it I'm ready all right let's do it so so my book was called Taking Chances by Anne Omasta and it is part of a series so it is the first in a trilogy it was therefore free which i thought was very smart because it gets you hooked and then yeah and it definitely ends on a cliffhanger so i don't have a resolution for you but it is book one of the davis twin series and the davis twins are men so i did find one that was men uh and anna masta is like very prolific but seems to write she's american and she seems to write primarily contemporary romance, some standalones. She has a couple series. 
Uh, and this is, as I said, it's called Taking Chances, which is the first in this series. So let me tell okay. you a story right. about Abby. Abby is 28 years old and she is a divorcee and an orphan. So, I mean, we're hitting all of the boxes this week. This is the days of our lives. Continue. <laughs> oh, get ready. Cause that is hundred percent what this fucking book is about. It is absolutely soapy, 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 soapy. So, Abby's, she's 28, she's a divorcee, and she's a divorcee because she came home one day from work to see her husband getting blown by the real estate agent. Yikes. <laughs> and then shortly before that happened, her parents were killed in a drunk driving accident. So, Oh my god. She had a time. She had a real time two years ago when this happened. So Abby is 28, and she, when her parents died in her their will or their estate she inherited this beautiful cottage in it's a hundred year old cottage in harbor shores michigan which is a touristy part of michigan and she lives there with her bestie and uh -huh. yeah it's like quite i was like oh man can we just have a story about them like it doesn't even need to go queer i just love the idea of just women living in a house together oh my god that could be us that could be us if only capitalism wasn't real so she um, works at a little trinket shop and she doesn't have to work because her parents left her a good chunk of money, but she just mm -hmm. really loves the people and her boss. And there's all this cute stuff about how her boss is kind of like a surrogate mom. And, and she's just having a couple, you know, bad dates in a row, keeps putting on these blind dates and they're just not going anywhere. So she's accepted that she's going to just embrace being single. And All she decides right. to take her dog to the park. She just wears her little athleisure wear, takes her little dog to the park. And what does she do? She has a little meet cute with uh. an absolute babe who has a golden retriever. And his name is Seth Davis. Oh my God. Must love dogs. <laughs> Must love dogs. Exactly. So her and Abby and Seth hit it off. They go to this bakery and he buys her like dogs, little treats. And it's like real cute. Aww. And then they swap numbers and she goes home and she's all excited to tell her roommate that she put herself out there, that she wasn't too shy. She's usually, you know, lets the first the guy make a move, but she was really forward and she was like, oh, I'm so proud of herself. So then she ends up going on a date with him. And while they're on the date and they're walking by the water, they run into her ex. <gasps> now, part of the reason why there was tension in her relationship with her ex was because he, she really, they really wanted to start a family and she just could not conceive. So Aww. lo and behold, she thought, you know, that maybe he had fertility issues, but he refused to get tested for it. So she was like, oh, I guess it's me, but I don't know. Like, I just really want an answer and he didn't want to go there and then blew the real estate agent and blew up his life. Well, lo and behold, she's out for a strut on her date and runs into her ex who is now married to the real estate agent and she's hella pregnant. So oh then, God. Abby tells herself, well, it must have been me all along who was infertile and is feeling really bummed and sad about herself. And then she decides to just say, fuck it, and says to Seth, let's go back to your place. And he's kind of like taken aback by her forwardness. They go back to his place and Renee, he literally lives in a van down by the river. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know exactly what I'm picturing. A hundred percent. Um, but it's actually an Airstream, so it's like a little bit hipster, whatever, and she's kind of taken aback, but she's like, whatever, throws herself at him, fucks this guy. Now, 
biggest thing to know about Abby is not only is she an orphan who was cheated on, she's a divorcee, but she's never had an orgasm. Not what? Not on her own, not with anyone else. And yet she wants us to believe that she fucks a man in a van and comes. Okay, get it, girl. Get it. And so they get at each other several times. Um, then he says, hey, next weekend I'm going to this black tie event. My whole family's going to be there. Kind of awkward, but you want to come? I'd love to bring you as a date, an excuse to get dressed up. She's like, amazing. Leaves there, floating in cloud nine, buys a cute ass dress, goes to this black tie affair, spots him from across the room. She thirsty, he thirsty. He follows her into the bathroom, starts feeling her up. And then she's like, oh, Seth. And he's like, Seth? I'm Sam. Oh no. Twin brother. (laughs) So then she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And they bolt out of the bathroom. They, neither of them say anything to Seth because she's like, I don't even know how I would approach this. And like, I didn't full on fuck him. We just like felt each other up. So then they enjoy each other at this, you know, fancy black tie thing. They go back to her place they fuck while they're fucking. She says, I love you. He freaks out, ghosts her. <gasps> she languishes. Oh, right? She languishes for days and days and days, thinking, like, oh my God, you know, at this point, I should have just told them that I accidentally made out with his brother. Like, he- I really cared about him and I, you know, was trying to protect his feelings and I told him I loved him and then he ghosts me. And, like, I get that it was a bit early, but, like, fuck, you could just break up with me. You don't have to, like, ghost me and i agree like i agree uh-huh. ghosting is cowardly especially in a day and age when you could just text somebody your feelings so yeah, she is fast lady emotional abuse exactly so she's languishing for days and then finally decides that she is going to get out of town for a bit so she rents this little like motel kind of decides that she's just going to spend a week by herself she's out for a strut on the beach big wave comes crashes into her she falls down snaps her ankle is like oh no and then looks over in the distance and there's a man coming towards her and it's the bad twin (gasps) the twin who got all up in her fucking grill at that um black tie affair and is just generally like the bad boy twin so then you realize Mm. he's the one who just like humps and dumps hot chicks like is the one who's really leaned into his family's inheritance and the family money uh, and you know, it's just like living like a bachelor bad boy. So he comes and tries to help her and she's like, fuck you, stay away from me, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, dude, your ankle is busted. Like, let me just take you back to my place so you can at least like get bandaged up. And she's like, fine. Sure enough, there's sexual tension again. She's like, oh my God, I don't know why. I just like can't get my hands off this dude. So they fuck. And it makes it seem like they're super into each other. And then when he's done fucking her, she's like, it's almost like this look came over his face and he had to go back to being a bad boy. And he's like, oh, I guess, uh, you know, my brother's uh, sloppy seconds weren't that bad after all. Gross. Uh, Then he apologizes and she accepts it. And then they fuck again. It's just so weird. (laughs) Then he drives her home the next morning and her busted ass ankle in his amazing Porsche 911. Pulls into her driveway. Sure enough, who's there? The OG twin who's <gasps> come to apologize. Oh, no. So now she's like, oh, no. What do I do? So he says, I'm sorry. I love you, too. I should never have ghosted you. And she's like, I fucked your brother. And then he says, <sighs> like, oh, that fucking prick. And just bolts out of the house. So she's like, oh, no. What's happening? Then 
good brother comes to see her and he's got a busted lip and he's like it's fine it's fine it's fine we just got into a fight but like i just i really want to be with you and then she's like i don't know what to do and then he leaves then bad twin shows up and he's got a black eye and he's like it's fine it's fine <laughs> uh, i just really want to be with you and she's like i don't know what to do oh so she's no basically torn between the bad boy who's a beast in the sack aren't they always and the good twin who i mean the the sex is good but it's more like lovey and they have more of an emotional connection and she is torn and then she goes to a hotel to um like kind of take some time alone to soul search and then she comes back to the community and says i'm gonna say no to both of you and they're like no and she's like no it's not fair it's not fair i've i've created too much tension too much weirdness if i pick one of you it's gonna create weirdness between the two of you and your brothers and your brotherhood is more important than my love for both of you so goodbye and then i'm gonna read you the concluding page and a half are you ready i'm ready okay I went through the next few weeks in a bit of a haze. I made it to work on time and I responded appropriately to concerned questions, but I wasn't fully engaged. I just wanted to curl up in bed and sleep for a week. When I saw Courtney, the roommate, walk into the shop with my boss, Annie, I knew they were just staging some sort of intervention. I didn't want either of them to worry and I was touched that they both cared so much, but I wasn't ready to be my usual perky self. I tried to come up with some words to let them know that I would be okay, but what I needed was just some time to heal. We know you, you know we love you. It was Courtney who spoke. But you have to snap out of this funk. She moved to put her arms around both of us and we stood in a three-way hug. The store was empty of customers, so we were able to speak freely. Maybe the three of us should have a fun night together. We could rent a movie, order some pizza, and drink martinis at my place. It was Annie's idea. She turned to court and asked, Do you think Joe would give you the evening off? I'm sure I can sort it out. I started to nod in agreement, but all I could think about was that I was suddenly overly warm. Sweat no. broke out on my lip and my stomach started roiling. I tried to swallow away the nausea, but still knew without a doubt that I was going to vomit. I couldn't make it to the restroom in the back, so I ran to the trash receptacle behind the counter and retched into that. Once I was finished, I said, Sorry, you had to witness that. I must be coming down with some kind of flu bug. Da, da, da. I saw the oh. concerned look that Courtney and Annie shared. Court said gently, Ab, there aren't many flu bugs going around right now. I wondered what she was getting at as I put my head to my forehead and said, Maybe it was something I ate. Both of them moved to face me on the other side of the counter. Annie looked at Court before asking delicately, Is there any chance you could be pregnant? I shook my head automatically. I can't be pregnant. It hurt my feelings that they would ask me this when they both knew how much I longed for a baby during my marriage. Courtney talked slowly when she responded, as if speaking to a young child. You think you can't get pregnant because it didn't happen during your marriage to that pinky-dicked, cheating scumbag. <laughs> right I drew my words out slowly like she had his new woman is pregnant so I was clearly the one with the fertility problem during our marriage unless that skanky hoe bag cheated on him uh, oh no words, words made my mind real I hadn't considered that possibility I shook my head trying to process could I be pregnant I had been tired and emotional but I thought it was just due to my love life being in the toilet and possibly a severe case of PMS was my period late? I tried to focus on the date and calculate how long it had been since my last menstruation. Whoa, whoa, here. Let's not go jumping to crazy conclusions just because I threw up once. They looked at each other and I could tell they were both thinking the same thing. Did you use any protection? It was Annie who voiced the question out loud. 
No, I didn't think I could get pregnant, I almost screeched the answer. That was the true answer for why I hadn't used protection with Seth. But embarrassingly, I had been so hot for Sam that the thought of needing protection didn't even cross my mind before jumping his bones. Could I have been so ridiculously irresponsible? Suddenly, my stomach sank. If I am indeed pregnant, how will I know who the father is? I voiced the fear aloud. I slept with identical twins within a week of each other. <laughs> the idea made me cringe with shame. I winced but continued, if I'm pregnant, one of them is the father and the other is the uncle. But how will we determine which is which? By the looks on Cordy and Annie's faces, I could see that I was the last one to come to this realization. For once, Annie was the voice of reason. Okay, let's not get of our let's not get ahead of ourselves here. You might not even be pregnant, and if you are, they might have some newfangled paternity testing that will tell you who the father is. But they are identical twins. They have identical DNA. My <laughs> eyes were open wide as I said the words. I was stunned by my own stupidity. How could I have let this happen? They can probably pinpoint the exact time of conception, Courtney reassured me. That let's find out for sure if you're even pregnant before we go worrying about any kind of paternity testing. Her words made sense, but I had a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. I numbly went through the process of buying the test kit at the pharmacy and peeing on the stick, but the little plus sign only verified what I already knew. I was pregnant, and one of the Davis twins was the father. But which one? Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. Tell me that is not the most soap opera story I think we've read so far. Yeah, 100%. A hondo percento. So are you going to yeah. read the other two? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think maybe if they were free, I might, because here's my deal. I, overall, like, the the writing was pretty strong. Uh, you know, there was no like weird spelling mistakes, which we often see sometimes with romance. Um, I, but the, there was so much cliched stuff that mm. it was just like so hard not to chuckle at it. Cause it was just so cheesy. Um, but why I want still want to give it five out of five. I don't five out of five. I don't know. Spicy cayenne shots, I guess. <laughs> um, it's like the sex scenes were super spicy and like very consensual and like very much pleasure based for her. So it wasn't just like he put his dick in me and then I came like she she came because someone was like going at her clit and like there was foreplay. So like the sex scenes were spicy, mm -hmm. but the storyline was just so fucking young and the restless. I couldn't, I was like waiting for her to be like, and then I had amnesia or something. Like, or like her parents weren't really dead or, you know what I mean? Like I was just waiting for that like story plot twist. And the other thing that I could not get past was like, you think skanky hobag is bad? There was the word hoo-ha multiple times. Um, the JJ, one of them, the men, one of the men referred to her genitals as girly bits. And oh then God. her tits were referred to as jugs at one point. I just was like, <laughs> I, was like I can't. Oh so, yeah. So that is my, um, <laughs> that was my journey through taking chances. Um, aye, and aye, the aye. next one was making choices. And I'm okay. thinking it's not about abortion, um, but it should be. <laughs> uh you yeah. don't know that <laughs> so yeah i mean who knows it might take a real hardcore turn to the left 
<laughs> but um, that was my book about twins. Wow. Yeah. And I just had to redo the, the finale right away because I was like, I could not do it justice by just like rephrasing it for you. Um, yeah. So <laughs> what'd you read, Renee? Okay. Listen. I'm listening. You know I give 110% to the show. And Heart and soul. you know, you know that since we started the show, I desperately wanted to find some kind of like brother sister thing, like something. And it's not cuz I think it's hot. It's it, it's cuz I just I thought it would be funny. <laughs> and I found some, Julie. I did. But it was really hard to find some. And in fact, I actually found an article where they talk about how in fanfic it's kind of like the last taboo like you don't write incest in fanfic and I thought that was really really interesting and it's true um because I really wanted to I really wanted to find Luke and Leia fanfic (laughs) you know I'm a huge Carrie Fisher fan um you know, I, I live for Carrie Fisher, and uh, as we all know, she played Princess Leia, and the amazing Mark Hamill played Luke Skywalker, and they share a kiss in the Star Wars universe. And actually, we don't learn until um, they are on the planet Endor, which is where the Ewoks live in the Return of the Jedi, that they're siblings, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's like romantic tension, you know, for three movies, and we all know, you know that that um princess leia ends up with han solo um she deserved better but i digress um so i found the only piece (laughs) the only piece of um romantic fiction that exists on the internet featuring only luke and leia i found some of like (laughs) luke luke and han solo i found luke han solo and leia um found lots of that stuff but this is what I decided to go with. And, you know, I recognize that incest is abuse and it's bad and it's not okay and all of those things. I'm doing it anyway. And um, doing it anyway. Um, this story was in no way non consensual. It was, um, there's a whole reason why they hook up in this story. And you know what? It was well written, and I'm I'm not sorry for that. So, this is not canon. That's the, that's the first thing. This isn't canon, um, but it does mention pieces of the expanded universe. So, if you know anything about Star Wars, uh, before we had you know the new trilogies, um, after the original trilogies, there were a lot of books that came out expanding the universe. And so now we have bits and pieces of those expanded universe stories that have shown up on the tv shows and have shown up on uh in the movies and stuff but only bits and pieces so this actually contains quite a bit of the expanded universe bits and pieces um it was well written so here's my story Uh, i wish they named it something different but it's called the twincest legacy yikes yeah and I'm, i'm so sorry um it should have had a better name it was a better story than that (laughs) it deserved better it deserved better um so this is following return of the jedi so the debt like they've beaten darth vader the new republic is is starting to like rebuild death star is gone and um luke and leia are on coruscant so 
Luke is in his meditation room and he's coming out of like a force vision of the future and he's shook because in this force vision, he saw a future where um, some kind of creature, some kind of being comes um, and basically enslaves the galaxy and takes over everything. And they can't, they can't actually do anything about it because they destroy Darth Vader and the Death Star, which were really the only thing that existed that had the military capabilities to take on what's coming. So Luke's really upset. He's not okay. And then Leia runs in and she's like, Luke, I, I felt something. What's wrong? What's going on? Like, because she also has, has, um, she's attached to the force, you know? And if you've seen the new trilogy, you know that she fucking drifts through space and gets herself back to her spaceship because she's a fucking boss, right? Princess Leia has, she's force sensitive. And um, so she's connected to Luke because they're twins. And they, at this point, have learned that they're twins. <laughs> and um, they, she's, he's like, no, you know, I just, I saw the future and this is what's going to happen. And there's nothing we can do about it. And she's like, I don't understand. Like, this is really... Like, this isn't okay. Like, what do we do? And he's like, I actually don't know. And what it turns out is that Darth Vader was what we call a virgence. So he's, he's a virgence. And what that means is that he was the forces attempt at reconciling the, uh, the, the, the way that the force is off balance. So like, you know, there's like the light side and there's the dark side, right? So Darth Vader, we know as Anakin Skywalker, was supposed to be the answer to that um, unbalance in the Force. But we know he went to the dark side. But he was what's called a virgin. And so when um, when they were born, um, virgins split between them. And I know it makes it's silly. I get that it's silly sounding. But it, if you if you like fucking Star Wars, then that that it makes then sense. Then you know what's up. Exactly. So. The reason the people in this universe become force sensitive is because of mitochlorians, which is like, I don't know. I like to imagine them as like little spaceships in your blood. It's not, <laughs> but it's like, the, depending on the count of your mitochlorians determines how force sensitive you are, I guess. And so Darth Vader had like a ton of them and they thought maybe because their mom wasn't force sensitive that that's why they have less Luke and Leia, but actually it's because it got split between them. And right now, the only way that they can, you know, go up against this thing that's coming is if they create another virgins. So Princess Leia, and she's not a princess anymore, Leia, she's, she's gone into like the medical databanks and she's learned everything she can about mitochlorians. And she realizes that there's an answer to this problem. And that's that they have to create a new virgin. So she calls Luke and she's like, look, man, I need to talk to you. So they go and meet at a diner. Which I think it's really funny. Um, they go meet a space diner. And, um, you know, she, she realizes at this point, it's gonna be really hard to explain this to him. So she's going to do her best. So she says, you know, I found this old study and it, it talks about force sensitive biology, cellular mitosis, all of that stuff. And, um, I think that if you and I make a baby that it will create a virgins and we'll be able to tackle this thing. And he's like, no, that's gross. She's like, no, 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 no. Like, hear me. Like we can do it in a lab. 
We can do it in a lab. Like we don't, we don't have to, don't worry about it. We don't, we can do it in a lab. You can do artificial insemination. It doesn't have to be weird. We can do this. And Luke's like, you can't, you can't create a virgins in the lab, Leia. Like that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. It's, we're talking about the force here. We're talking about the force of the universe. We're not talking about, you know, s- cells and all that stuff. And then she says, okay, but what if, what if we do it the old fashioned way? And he's like, that's fucking sick. And she's like, oh my God, I know. Like, I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's disgusting. I I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but meanwhile, she's kind of like into it and like, she's kind of like, rubbing her foot on his package under the diner table and he's kind of into it but they're like no we can't do this so he runs away and later she's like writing a letter to him to be like oh my god i'm so fucking sorry like this was this was terrible i I don't i'm so sorry you know ignore me like you're my brother i love you that's that's what you mean to me and i'm so sorry um but then luke shows up at her apartment and she's like oh fuck i i was gonna send you this letter but you know you're here now and okay let's talk about it and then he's like, well, I've been thinking about what you said all day. And I think, I think if we should do it. I think it's a good idea. We can, we can save the universe. This is for us. This is so we can save the universe. It's not that we have an attraction to each other. It's for the betterment of humankind. Human and alien kind. It's for the galaxy. They have to save the galaxy. <laughs> so they bang. And I'll tell you, Julie, um, it was a little spicy, but there were, it, it was weird. It was like the person that wrote it did, has never actually had sex because some some of the stuff that they wrote in it was just hilarious. Like I have all these notes and it's like, LOL and like gross and all this stuff. <laughs> um, there's a scene where like they make out a little bit, like they're testing it. Like, oh, let's try it out. And then Leia's like, give me your tongue. And so Luke sticks his tongue out and then she sucks on his tongue like she's giving him a blowjob. And I was like, Mm-mm. what? Who's done? Mm-mm. Is that a thing? I was like, that, what was that called? It's not a thing. Yeah. And then it's like, I, I have here two, the two sucked and tongued each other hotly. And I was like, who wrote this? Mm-mm. Who fucking wrote this? Um, a 16 year old virgin. That's who. A virgin. Yeah. So anyway, they get it on. They really enjoy it. It's weird. Like, maybe they made it weird on purpose. It's possible. Um, and then, you know, they they finish up and they're like, oh, wow, that was that was really good. So the next day, Luke wakes up and he's just like, well, we fucked now. I don't have to put clothes on. Like, we were close before. We're closer now. It's fine. And he finds Leia out on the veranda staring at the Coruscant sunrise. And she realized, you know, she's like, look, she's like, you know what? That was, that's great. We did this to save the galaxy. I really enjoyed it. We don't have to have any shame about this, but we can't tell anybody if, if I'm pregnant, if we've done this, like it has to be Han's baby. And he's like, no, I understand. Like I, I understand. And I support you. Like I support this decision. Um, we just, we can't tell anybody. It'd be a scandal. And she's like, yeah. And so then she's like, you know, but maybe we could just like go one more time. You know, it was fun. Like, let's just do it one more time. Cause it, you know, just make sure it's stuck. She's still out on the veranda. She, they don't want anybody to know. But then, oh my God, then she takes off her robe. And what is she wearing underneath Julie? But the gold bikini oh, that she wore in Jabba the, the Hutt's slave, lair. Slave Leia. The slave Leia. 
bikini and Luke's like, boing, boing, boing. like he's just like, oh man. And then she's like, you don't even know how many aliens I had to fuck at Jabba's lair. And I was into it. And he's like, oh yeah. So then he bends her over the veranda and they have sex and she's screaming like, I'm fucking my brother, like oh. over the veranda. And I'm like, you didn't want anybody to know this was happening. Like yeah. what? What's going on? And uh, yeah, they go back inside. They bang it out. It's great. They get pregnant. Uh, she has twins, which part of the extended universe is that she and Han Solo have twins. Um, but in this case, it's her and Luke. They actually find out that they are the product of incest. They freak out. And in part two of the twincest legacy, they end up banging it out. So just twincest all around. Um wasn't bad it wasn't badly written though like that's the thing it was it was well written it had a purpose and i hate to say it was spicy because in my mind i'm thinking carrie fisher and mark hamill i'm not thinking an actual brother and sister yeah that's fair that's fair. yeah yeah and, and you know so i'm like i was it's like actors like that's what i was thinking of and it, it didn't weird i mean some of the the language in the sex scenes weirded me out um but otherwise like it didn't really it didn't really fucking wear me out like it was okay um, i'm glad i didn't read something that was like really rapey and awful and like traumatic and I'm, I'm i'm glad that when i read this yeah it felt like i was just watching two actors going at it you know mm-hmm. um it was a good story it was a good story i just want to I, I highlighted i had to print it off because i found it on a website that's like been closed since 2017 uh and uh so i had to print it out and some of it's just like really funny so one of them was like she says alderani royal families have a long history of it they want to keep the royal bloodlines pure and then it says luke was having trouble breathing as well somehow leia's gentle foot job was turning him on <laughs> i was like her gentle foot job um yeah. And then she went in her letter that she's writing to him at the end of it. She says, maybe my foot was possessed by the dark side for a few minutes. And I was like, LOL. I was like, that's so funny. Um, and then she says, I think that together you and I uh, can save the galaxy with our love. We can create another virgin. And I was like, that's really beautiful. Um, but then it, it makes it makes a point to like constantly mention that they're siblings. So it's that. It's like he was sucking on the perfect breast of his beautiful sister. And Ooh. then being with her own brother was like this was like this was so hot. And Leia Ooh. gently pulled Luke to his feet by his dick. And I wrote WTF because I was like, what? Like, that's how I know that. Like, how do you pick up a dude by his dick? And I thought, listen, Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. Like, strong as the day is long like, i believe she could lift a man by his penis but she also because you know she said famously that she doesn't think of men as people so it's like yeah you just fucking pick up a dude by his dick like i don't care um but also like it, it reminds me of because you and i are elder millennials so it yes. reminds me of like asl like trying to sex like cyber sex in a chat yeah. room in like the <laughs> mid 90s when you had no concept of sex but like these weird morsels that you had picked up from like blue nuit and like some yeah. thing and so you would be like yeah it's like we've talked about this before on the podcast about how like it's always young men with very little sexual experience that are obsessed with 69ing and then everyone else is like actually it's 
awful in practice. <laughs> so like yeah. that's what this like makes me think of as someone who has like an idea of what's hot but then has no actual real world experience. <laughs> yeah. That's, and like with the whole tongue thing, like that's exactly what I was thinking. But I really did appreciate like some of the like Star Wars things they threw in there, like the dark side possessed her foot. And then when, after she's, she picked him up by his penis, um, it says Luke followed dutifully his sister's grip on his erection, a more powerful guiding force than any in Dictor Cruiser's tractor beam. <laughs> But uh, And then at the end, when they realize that she's pregnant, she says, I can feel it. I can feel your mitochlorian-filled cum oozing out of me. And I was like, there it is. And then he <laughs> says, "Then it says, Luke stroked his sister's hair lovingly. Leah, or Leah, we did it, baby. <laughs> yeah. So that's Twincess Legacy. Um, didn't hate it. I hate, <laughs> I hate to say I didn't. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Because I imagined actors. That's imagined, that is a hundred percent fair. And that is why I will be yeah. I'm not I'm not offended. I'm not offended because they are people who are not real. And again, I know that any kind of hand like anything written is you know, it's fiction. I get that it's fiction, but there's just something so creepy about mm-hmm. it to me. So the idea that yeah, it's happening yeah, between fake people who never existed, um, and played by actors i'm like okay yeah that's fucking fantastic um well done good digging yeah um yeah uh five out of five um i don't know star wars food reference (laughs) (laughs) um but i am i am gonna make it weird julie um because actually i have a a special guest (laughs) that's gonna come on the show to read this with me oh I yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call my brother what? right now, and he's gonna help me. <laughs> so uh, take a little break, and we'll call him in. Oh my god, I love this. Okay. Okay, we're back, and this is my brother William joining us on the show today. Hi, Will. Hello. How's it going, sister? So good, brother. Thank you for joining me on this show where I'm about to chat um, incest. Thank you. <laughs> you're uh, you're very welcome. This is uh, an interesting topic to be called in on, but I'm happy I can support you and help you wherever. Yeah, I mean, aside from being my brother, um, you know, I do send you um, a Luke and Leia kissing uh, card every Valentine's Day. So this yeah. is near and dear to us. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm a fan of the show, so you know this Aww. is a, this is an awesome moment. Thank you, and hi to William's uh, wife, his wife. They just got married this summer, and it was lovely and incredible. And um, I I appreciate that she's letting you do this. Frankly, <laughs> yeah, she she was a little bewildered, but uh, overall, I think she's like, yeah, you know what, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she's cool as hell. So she's pretty, that's you know what she's pretty cool lady. She really is. She really is. So do you want to just get into it, bud? Yeah, let's get into it. I've got okay. uh, my notes up yeah. and open, so I'm ready when you are. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. Leia had arrived early and sat in a secluded booth near the back. She stared at her Jawa juice absently as she suddenly sensed Luke enter the diner. Luke smiled at her, wearing his black tunic and confidently crossing the busy restaurant. Seeing him approach, Leia felt her heart begin pounding. In her mind, it had been easy to talk to him. Now she realized that in reality, it would be more difficult. 
She stood and hugged him as he came to the table. Sitting down together, they began chatting about the diner, both agreeing it had far more personality than most a Coruscant. Leia had trouble beginning what she really wanted to discuss. Luke sensed her nervousness and patiently waited for her to begin. Luke, I've been studying midichlorians. Midichlorians? How? He asked in genuine surprise. I found an old Kaminoan study on cellular mitosis in the Force-sensitive biology. I didn't know you were such a brain, Luke chided her. Leia was silent for a moment, then asked directly, Luke, are you positive what you saw in your vision will come to be? Luke grew solemn at once. He had struggled to come to terms with the vision for days. He looked intently into his sibling's eyes. The Force shows many things, Leia, he said quietly. I saw what is coming for the galaxy. There's not a question of if, only when. Leia was silent again. The background noise of the busy diner seemed to fade away as she decided to tell him what she had brought him here for. Luke, she began, I've seen mitochlorian cell division studies. The reason we have less than our father has nothing to do with our mother. It has to do with us. Luke furrowed his brow and waited for her to continue. We're twins, she went on. The virgins divided equally between us in the womb. The power of our father split equally into, in, into the two of us. Luke nodded in understanding. It makes sense, he said at last. Perhaps in a way, the Force was trying to balance itself again. Maybe the Force was redistributing the power it invested in our father. Yes, Leia said. Now you told me once that our father was called the Chosen One by the Jedi. Luke nodded, gesturing away the server droid before it could interrupt them. And in your vision, he was strong enough to stop those invaders. Yes, Luke answered. But that future is impossible now. But it has shown us the way, Luke, Leia said, raising her voice slightly. I don't understand. Leia lowered her voice again. Another virgins could save the galaxy. Luke pondered her statement, trying to understand what she was getting at. Virgences just happened, Leia, he, he explained. We can't create one. Yes, she, uh, yes, we can, Leia whispered, looking over her shoulder to see that no one could hear them. You and I could create a child together. Luke's eyes widened at his sister's statement. He honestly could not believe his own ears. Leia's heart was pounding in her chest. Her face was flushed red as she reached across the table to look at, uh, and took Luke's hands in hers. Listen to me, Luke, she implored. I know how strange that sounds, but hear me out. Luke nodded silently, staring at her intently. We have our father's power, split into two halves, male and female, Leia continued quietly. If we were to, to reproduce, it would create another virgins, wouldn't it? Leia, I, I, I don't think, he stammered, lost for words. Hear me out, she went on. I know we are both brother and sister, but 2-1-B could do it in the medical facility. He could artificially inseminate me. We could create. Luke shifted in his chair uncomfortably. He still couldn't believe what he was hearing, but obviously his sister had put a lot of thought into this. He didn't want to dismiss what she was saying out of hand. What about health problems, Leia? He finally managed. Surely when a brother and sister reproduce, there are risks. I've already thought of that, Leia whispered, squeezing his hand. The risks of recessive genes is only slightly elevated, and 2-1-B could easily correct any genetic deficiencies. Besides, don't you think the Force would solve any problems like that? I don't know, Leia, Luke answered earnestly. The Force has never meshed well with technology. 
It's a path to the dark side, much like our father did. Creating a child artificially in a lab, it just doesn't feel right. It's unnatural. And that means it can't be the Force's will. Leia released his hands and looked down into her drink shamefully. You're right, she stammered. It was a ridiculous idea. I can't believe I even just suggested it. You're my brother, after all. How could I even think? It was a good idea, Luke said, simply staring at her intently. It may well be a way to create a virgence, and I don't know what else could stop the coming invasion I foresaw. Leia met his gaze again, question questioningly. But a virgence can't be created by a medical droid, he finished. Leia looked at her brother's face. He was her missing half. For most of her life, she hadn't known him at all. And then she had known him as a friend, a hero, and an ally. Only on Endor had she come to know the truth of their relationship. It had seemed so natural when he told her she was his sister. It explained so much, the connection they shared, the attraction. Her heart was pounding so loudly she could barely hear anything else. She tried to swallow as her throat went dry at what she was about to say. Well, she said quietly, we could try it naturally. And that was the Twin <laughs> Legacy Part 1, as read to you by myself and my beautiful baby brother, William Cabana Marshall. Thank you, Thank William. You. I, I, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, oh. as a huge Star Wars fan growing up, this was a, a very interesting perspective <laughs> to recreate for anyone listening. <laughs> I really appreciate that you did this with me. Uh, it was my pleasure. I, I really appreciated the uh, content and the naming of the robot being 21B is quite uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we can see, um, a lot of love went into the story. Oh, so. nothing but. <laughs> Thank you for that. I mean, that was art, William. Thank you. I, there's no other word to describe it. That was that was art of the highest form. So I thank you so much. Well, thankfully, it wasn't artrocious. That's <laughs> what I was afraid it would be. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a wrap on episode 15, season three of Ravage Love. And I think because um, William's here, I'm going to get him to sing us out. But what are we covering next week, Julie? That's an excellent question, Renee. I don't remember. <laughs> I just no. realized I don't have my notebook in front of me because <laughs> I was so enraptured with your fucking story. Sure. So next Ooh. week is Father's Day. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Daddy, daddy, daddies. Um, but we are actually... I was just going to do straight up daddies because that's how I roll. But we actually decided that we were going to expand it and have it be that our theme is masculinity. So either books about men or written by a man or romance for men, because in the course of running this podcast, you and I discovered that there's actually a good chunk of men that read romance. So uh, which direction we will take it in, I do not know, but I'm going to try with all my might not to have to read a goddamn daddy book because... <laughs> I'm fucking done with like Tumblr doms being like, call me daddy. <laughs> and you're like, fucking settle down. Your name's Pete and you're 17. Like fucking get it. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Untuck that polo shirt. Pete. Yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, um, but I'm really excited for William to sing us out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Are you ready to do it, bud? I, I guess I am. Let's do it. Ravage love. Ravage love. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you both. I had a great time and uh, hope this uh, is a great episode and everyone likes it. Uh, it's better now because you're on it. So. Absolutely. <laughs>
All right. Bye. 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 Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS, the number two, J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>